Hey guys, thanks for listening in to episode 21 of The Daily Pod. Um, In this episode, I'm going to be giving kind of a market breakdown of where things are at right now. Uh, And just in general, you know, some broad thoughts on different players and what their prices might do. And uh, just where I think the trajectory of the hobby is going um, in this next year. So yeah, let me jump in. So you know, some of the things that kind of stand out to me is we're in a very, you know, we're kind of in the home stretch of this um, time before the season starts. Um, I want to say what's what's today's today's the eighth. So we've got like, you know, only a few days less than a week before we have preseason games. And I mean, as we've seen, you know, as we saw with the bubble, you know, once games start going on, you guys like, Prices start going crazy, especially early on. Like if a certain player plays really well early on, we're going to see their prices because there's going to be that excitement around them uh, in that time because there's already excitement about the league coming back. Their prices are probably going to skyrocket. So, you know, there's I'm sure there's lots of players out there who, you know, will do really well early on, Um, you know, a lot of the young players that we already know of. Um, I'm sure we'll have great games and their values will jump up a bit. I, bit, I am seeing, I, I do think that we're, you know, getting to the point with a lot of players uh, values that, um, you know, I'm not sure, you know, at this point, I can't say that the market will go crazy for a player who's already has super high prices. Although, you know, I thought that at different price points for different players cards. So, you know, it's hard to say. You know, Lucas Prism Base PSA 10 won't go past 2K if he plays really well to start the season, especially without Kristaps uh, uh, playing for the first part of the season. It would be interesting to see how he does. Um, I mean, it's going to be crazy regardless to see just, I mean, where the mar- how kind of the market's been looking leading into the season and seeing the regular season starting back up and just... Yeah, just getting to watch games again. If people forget how much that does for value. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be so there's going to be those you know well known players who already have high value, whose values are um, definitely going to spike between their good games. I mean, we know they're going to play well, um, but they're for them it's a little harder because they have to play you know exceptionally to kind of see those value spikes. Um, the other place that we can kind of look towards is some of these, you know, young players, up and coming players with a uh, newfound opportunity in this next season. Um, you know, I think obviously Shagildas Alexander is more on the, you know, well-known side as far as his value. Um, but one of his teammates uh, that I think of, Darius Baisley, um, he's a guy that, you know, his values have already gone up quite a bit. They're you know, not as cheap as I thought they would be at this point. So definitely people have thought about it. Um, but I do think if, you know, a guy like that has, you know, a great start to the season, puts up good numbers, um, you know, you could see his value shoot up. Um, it's going to be interesting looking at this next rookie class. Will, you know, Anthony Edwards and LaMelo Ball and James um, Wiseman, uh, will they be um, players that, you know, make an impact? Um, outside of those top three guys, there's the, um, the other guy that the Thunder drafted, uh, 
I can't, I can't remember his name, um, but he was, was he from, I want to say he was from Serbia or he was playing in the Greek league that Giannis played in. Um, I can't always keep all that straight, but you know, a European guy, seven foot plus, um, with handles and a shot, you know, it'd be interesting to see what a guy like that could do on a young team with lots of opportunity. Um, there, you know, Denny for the Wizards, um, Obi Toppin, he'll be, um, an interesting player. Um, you know, obviously there's just Prism Draft and Hoops will be coming out next month. So it'll be interesting to see kind of where things land, um, for those cards and, um, what the market is like. I think having, you know, at least some games for those rookies before that first product comes out, uh, and, you know, Hoops will be, um, well, I mean, I think help the value a lot. I think it'll definitely do a lot for for the value of those um, those cards for sure. Um, it'll be interesting to just see where, you know, all that lands and how much hype there is around that draft class. Um, but yeah, like kind of getting back to what I was saying, you know, there's guys like Darius Baisley, um, you know, other, you know, second or third year players who, you know, might have more opportunity. Um, another guy that I like was Gary Trent Jr., um, I do think the Blazers got deeper, so there might not be as much opportunity for him, you know, stats wise on a nightly basis. But I do think, you know, he'll continue with as many options as they have. He could be a guy who continues to shoot 40 plus percent from three and continues to be a good defensive option and could be a really coveted uh, free agent come this next uh, this next offseason. So. And, you know, we'll see what the, you know, after another season of him playing well, what the Blazers are, you know, willing to pay him or if another team wants to come in and make him their top option, something like that. I think this this season, you know, I've picked up a lot of um, a lot of, you know, nice stuff for him um, prism wise and optic, a lot of prism and optic numbered um, stuff and, you know. Those are the type of things that you know I'd like to take a gamble on for a guy like that where, you know, I do believe in him. I think he has good opportunity and the prices I was getting out were pretty cheap. So um you know, that was a guy where it'd be interesting to see how um where his prices go. But, you know, just as a market in the whole, I think guys like I think Zion right now is undervalued. Maybe not for what he's like worth per se from like how he'll be actually actually be able to perform, but undervalued in terms of where his prices will go, um, you know, in the short term. I'd say short-term options, Zion has one of the most, um, you know, high one of the highest rewards that you could go into for a player in terms of what he might be able to do for that team and actually playing for them. And, you know, no minutes restriction. I just watched a video of him playing. He looks good. Still kind of has his hitch to his step on walking hopefully you can kind of work that out be interesting if he can run a little more normally if that's just kind of how he moves around but um you know it looks about the same as last season maybe a little slimmed down it's hard to tell I'd need to see more pictures you know side to side but he looked nimble and agile I mean as always he's always been athletic um I mean just cooked Jackson Hayes on the wing and you know bodied up on him and dunked on him so you know, lots of um, lots of opportunity for Zion in this next season. 
Um, I do think the Pelicans could be a uh, playoff contender this year. Um, but we'll see. You know, they did trade Drew Holiday away. Um, they do have, you know, some nice draft capital at this point. Um, it would be interesting to see if, you know, a guy like Lonzo can make, you know, or we've been waiting him for him to make that jump for years now. I mean, he's a good player, good defender, good passer. Uh, it's just the offense and the scoring that if he can pick that up, one of these, you know, in this next season, I mean, his shots look better and better every year. Um, it's just, you know, the mentality and the consistency, you know, we'll see if he can bring that this year. You know, I'm not, you know, he's improved every year and, or at least as of late, you know, last, this last year, I thought he was, he had a good improvement, you know, had some injuries that kept him out. That'll be an interesting thing to look for with the, you know, with Zion and the Pelicans, you know, Brandon Ingram should be a, you know, great player this next year. Um, but yeah, another player that I'm looking at that I think his prices um, are um, a bit undervalued are Jason Tatum's. I think they're pretty much in line with uh, Trey Young in terms of his base uh, prism right now. Um, and what, you know, the opportunity there is that um, I believe, I haven't looked at the pops, I think I'm pretty sure the Jason Tatum populations are a lot smaller than the um, Trey Young population. So, you know, that market market cap there is a lot lower. Um, I do think there's a lot of opportunity there uh, for his cards. Um, and if you go, you know, further back in the years for Prism Base, PSA 10 rookie cards, um, you know, I would say a big a part of the reason why you got a guy like Devin Booker his prices are at like fourteen hundred or twelve hundred. I can't remember how I, you know, somewhere in that range, I believe. Um, you know, the reason they're more than other guys uh, is that you know his populations are stupid low compared to these other guys. It's hard to justify, like, oh, you know, these other guys should be the same value as him because he has such low populations to his cards. So, um, you know. I think the Suns and Devin Booker, definitely an exciting team. Uh, getting Chris Paul in, um, just, you know, what he brings for development for players on the teams that he goes for, and at least what he showed at um, OKC. I do think the Suns will be an exciting team to watch. Um, you know, I think uh, one big thing that people are kind of sleeping on is I do think LeBron's cards are going to see quite a... Um, resurgent as resurgence at some point this year. Um, I definitely think that's going to be a thing um, that we're going to see. You know, his uh, PSA. I think his PSA tops Chrome were about sixteen k at peak. Uh, I could be wrong. I think it was somewhere around there. Uh, I do think those will probably hit like twenty k this year, um, just on you know what we've seen, and I'm already seeing a very. Um, consistent upward tre upward trend in his prices for his Topps Chrome uh, PSA 10. Um, so I think those are going to continue to be a, you know, goodbye going into the season. Um, you know, outside of players that are currently in the NBA, I mean, you got, you know, Kobe Bryant, the, um, you know, Hall of, Hall of Fame uh, induction ceremony. Should be sometime this spring, from what I've heard. Um, I'm sure there's a more concrete time frame that I just haven't checked on. But um, I think, you know, 
as LeBron's cards go up, you know, which I believe they'll do starting the season, it kind of pulls up uh, Kobe's. And then with that Hall of Fame ceremony, I think there'll be a lot of attention on him. Um, I do think that'll be a big time for his cards. And then, you know, short term, long term with him, you know, if you're buying now, selling at the, you know, leading up to that during it or, you know, immediately after. And then, you know, just based on the price trends we've seen, it'll probably go down a little bit, you know, probably peak, go down a bit. If you rebuy then and then take more of a several year position on his cards from then uh, with his documentary that'll come out, you know, I think they've said around like four years or something like that. Um, You know, we have like three more years to go for that uh, or so that, you know, a documentary, we saw what it did for MJ's cards. Um, You know, I think uh, if you took a look at like where the prices were at for Michael Jordan's and we kind of like followed the trend for Kobe, I think that'll kind of be the um, trend that we see if we have a documentary in that same style. Um, You know, just what we saw for what it did for Michael Jordan's cards. I think it'll be really crazy to see what something like that would do for Kobe's cards as well. Um, you know, market in general right now is pretty hot. Um, I saw like a, a, um, post that was saying like, everybody's an expert when it's a bullish market, which, you know, to an extent, yes, like you could, it's a lot easier to make calls that are going to be right. Um, you know, the things I would say is that like, if you're, um, if you're somebody who's creating content and, you know, saying to be an expert, like what you can do is to like truly be, you know, that expert through that bullish time is to, you know, talk about the market in, um, talk about the market in general and what's happening and don't just, you know, hone in on like specific cards and, I mean, when you're talking about a specific card you think somebody should buy or, you know, you're talking about, you know, recognize, you know, recognize that the market as a whole is going up. And that is part of the reason, you know, if you want to, you know, have credibility and you want to, you know, build a following of people who, you know, trust in what you're saying. And if you want to, you know, be accurate with what you're talking about, you know, acknowledge that, hey, like the market is pretty strong, like, most stuff is probably going to go up once the season starts and throughout the season, you know, it's, you know, not hard to say it's a good buy right now when it's likely to go up. So, and then to continue through that and being smart with the stuff that you tell people as cards are going up, um, with what's, you know, probably not base. You're probably not going to want to tell people as you know, you're reaching the top of the price potential for a card that, Oh, base is still the best, move to make that's sorry that's just a little mini rant I had um like I said you know I think if you're you know you can be an expert you know in a bullish market if you're giving people the options that are also you know the highest highest ROI and stuff like that too so just my little tidbit on that um post that I saw that I thought was you know a good point but also you know had some (laughs) response to it as well but um yeah. Um, let's see what else, what else is going on in the market? Um, you know, I've 
seen, you know, people talk about and ask kind of the question if Trey Young's market is kind of topped out. I do think when the season starts for him, like <clears throat> if you're if you have a lot of Trey Young, unless you believe that they will, you know, make it through into the playoffs and be like a good team in the playoffs and not just a first round exit. Um, you know, those could be worth holding on through the season. Um, however, um, you know, I do think he's a great, if you've bought in before all the hype, he's a great flip for right when the season starts, uh, with where his prices are at. Um, you know, I could be all wrong on that and they could jump even more, but you know, he is a guy who's dealt with some injuries. I do think, um, he's a guy where, you know, if they don't perform, um, like we're starting to get the point with him where uh, we want to see that performance. We want to see those playoffs with him. We want to see him, you know, lead to wins for the team. But <clears throat> just my kind of my thoughts on him, you know, John Morant, you know, he's kind of lagged behind in price, um, you know, depending on where the Grizzlies are at this season, could be another player that becomes, you know, undervalued like um, Zion. You know, we'll see. There's lots of players out there. So much research you can do, and I mean, it's hard to say. Because, I mean, there's a lot of players pretty much whenever you – for a lot of cards and a lot of players, just with – as I've said before, with the season coming up and all the excitement going to be around it, it's going to be hard to make some you know wrong moves, but um, do your best to stay educated. I'm you know highly recommending going after you know cards that are undervalued at current market or – like if you're going for base, don't buy base that's on a pump. Like buy base that's lower than what you believe it should be worth, or what it, what you believe it should be, you know, selling for, and that like is under the market value or like is a really good buy compared to what you think they're gonna go at soon. Or go target the, you know, rarer cards that, you know, you might have a little hard time, harder time selling in between, but the, um, you know there's still going to be a desire for it because it's not just base. There's lower pops and stuff like that. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. Hopefully this gives you guys a better picture of, you know, what's going on in the market or at least what's what I've been um, seeing in it. And yeah, hope you guys are able to take advantage of the, you know, what's about to happen in the hobby and um, would love to see all your guys' success in that. So have a great one. Great talking to you guys as always. Talk to you very soon.